So we've set out once more, following the road, but hoping to eventually find Ji Hyun's river that she's been talking about and Oh Oh it's it's starting to snow again. Fellow survivors, I, I don't know if it's it's snowing where you are, but I, I, yeah, I think it's snow. I, I used to catch snowflakes on my tongue as a child. Oh, 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 fuck! That was that was ash. Oh, oh, it got in my eye. It got in my eye. Ah, uh, ah, uh, oh, this is this is this is worse than having an angry smoker blow in your face. Oh, it's starting to really come down now. We should probably get inside. This is the After Disaster Broadcast, created by J.J. Ranvier. Hello? Hello? Fuck. It's the third time I've lost the signal. I don't know how you reestablish a lost connection now without Craigslist. <laughs> uh. Oh, <laughs> hello fellow survivors. Joe here with another location update. After failing to get in contact with whoever that was. Earlier today we had a, uh, we had a run inside because it started raining, snowing, ash was coming down from the sky. So we ran to the nearest abandoned house, or so we thought. Ji Hyun kicked down the door and nearly scared the poop out of the couple inside, and before we could even get out of, hey, how's the end of the world treating you? One of them starts waving a sword at us. So we pieced the heck out, and once we got away, Scout went all Girl Scout and in less than five minutes made something for us to hide under. As for where we are right now, we have finally found this fabled river to guide us north. And let me say, the river has gotten real gross. I'm currently broadcasting on the banks, if it can be considered the banks at this point, because it keeps rising and as it gets more gunked up with ash and trash and it's just like all flowing down the river and it's the river is straight up black like vanta black if you remember what that was just it's it's disgusting oh my gosh do you guys remember that phase for drinking that quote-unquote naturally black water that wasn't a turnoff before it sure as heck is now Either way, we're going to have to keep an eye on the water levels and be extra careful of any of the water we take from it. It's already managed to flood the Amtrak tracks that are right next to the river, and, and, and in retrospect, not the best planning. 
Well, anyway, I'm following Jihoon, and based on the maps, up the river she says we go. After the surprise sword fighter, we've turned Scout into a, well, literal Scout. We've been using the one bike we have to take turns pulling the supplies wagon, so this might make the going slower, but safer. Instead of us barging into a house unaware and, I don't know, walking in on something more awkward than your parents doing the horizontal tango, we'll know what's up now. We're on the lookout for some walkie-talkies because... Scout, she's great. I like her enough, but she has a lot of the skills that you'd expect, like being able to hunt or chop wood or or build traps, but when it comes to communicating, well, that's really my thing, because... She keeps biking ahead, coming back to report, we're getting some important detail, and then has to go back. Oh my god. For instance, she went ahead a few hours ago, and we asked her to report on how safe it was to get close to the river. She forgot, because she got distracted by the first squirrel she has seen in ages, and to quote, ain't no meat like squirrel meat. She brought us back a dead squirrel, and no info. When we asked her to go back, she grumbles and calls us a bunch of scared Yankees. And I mean, yeah, yeah, we are. Okay, update. Scout was right. Squirrel meat is tasty. Why is the redneck always right? Darn it. Personal tangent. So, the thing about Scout going ahead is it means a little of extra alone time with Jihyun, and I thought it would be a lot of us just being awkward and not really talking to each other, but instead I keep finding myself staring at her. Though only for seconds at a time, because as soon as she catches me, she gives me a look like she's attempting to evaporate the blood out of my veins, or squints at me like she's calibrating my every weakness. And I thought it was just because I'm afraid she'll just sneak up on me if I look away, or whatever. But I've also noticed how dark her hair is, and her eyes are, and how she has cheekbones like a Greek statue, and a jawline sharper than the cliffs of Dover, and how when she walks, I just instinctively follow, and... Hello? Hello? Park! Oh! Think me being weird about my end-of-the-world travel companion made me miss another broadcast! Uh, less of a location update and more of a warning because holy shiitake mushrooms, wherever you're listening to this, please be careful. The river we were following is become quite dangerous. It must have rained recently north of here because the water is starting to rise and- ah! What? What's that? Ah! Oh my god. It was a log. Oh god, I'm such a sissy. Jesus Christ. Oh, there's quite a few logs coming down this way. 
All those crazy winds from before must have blown them down here. There are worse things to come floating down a river and... Oh. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, oh. So, update from earlier when I didn't have any wood to knock on because it's all flown down the river and... I might have had a misspoke, if you will. Following the logs was a rush of water that went from black to even blacker, and, uh, there were more things in the water. Like, like, uh, bodies of animals and even a human here or there. And as someone who's spent a, a little too much time watching autopsy videos for fun, you know, hic locus est ubi mores gathe vite, you know, I thought I could handle seeing my first dead body. In person, not in a casket. But, nope. I puked into the river. As if it couldn't get any more gross, I felt the need to add my own bodily fluids to it. The others were unfazed, of course. The scout asked if I was okay, but Ji Hyun mentioned that we had no time for puking and had to move. Not very sensitive, but... She was right. The corpsey water levels were rising, and we had to move her stuff. So I tried, sort of succeeded, to speed take down a tent without getting entangled in it, and carried my stuff up the hill and away from the rushing river of death. Yeah, okay, it, it did sound as dumb as it did in my head. Oh, and so where are we now, survivors? We ran up the hill and discovered that we were on the grounds of a gosh darn Castle, we have upgraded ourselves. I am so thrilled about it that I forgot that I was embarrassed about puking. I don't think the others are as excited as I am about this because I'm the only one that's running around and trying to figure out if there's a secret passageway or find out if it's haunted. Not that ghosts are real or anything. <laughs> that would be silly. I don't. Uh, anyway, this place is amazing. Carved. Wooden furniture, stone walls, gothic cathedral-style everything. <laughs> I used to tell everyone as a kid how much I wanted to live in a castle. And then they always tell me that, like, castles were actually not very nice, and they were like fortresses, and everyone wants to rain on your parade. But, but, screw them, because it took the end of the world, but hey, it actually happened. Okay. I'm patrolling as the others rest, and I have a confession. I lied earlier. I still feel embarrassed about puking and screaming when the log came down the river, and it doesn't help that even if the stained glass windows are amazing to look at, when I look out them, it means I'm looking at the river. But what really keeps it on my mind is how the others are, are still fine. Great even. As soon as the river looked like it's slowing down, Scout went out to the garden and started practicing her axe throwing. And I thought Jihyung would think it was a bad idea to risk going back outside, but she actually went to join. I stayed inside to watch the stuff, didn't really volunteer to. Mostly I just watched them out the window. Watching Scout is kind of incredible, like the precision with which she pulls back at her arm and hurls it at the tree like it did something wrong to her. 
pretty thrilling. Jihyun seemed to agree and asked to try it by holding out her hand for the axe and Scout let her. I don't think she would even let me near the axes and she let Jihyun try throwing it. And when she totally missed the tree, Scout just laughed and let her try again. Jihyun... She smiled. It's the first time I see that and I was only allowed to see it from the window. Scout started doing trick shots like throwing it from behind or under her leg and it was cool, but watching the two of them hang out make me wonder why they keep me around. Scout can hunt and throw an axe. Jihun can lead and kick down doors and I can... I can... Ah! Seriously? Again? I guess that's what I do. I scream at stuff. Ugh. Everything that seems cool ends up scaring the poop out of me, and I don't have extra underwear. Okay. Sorry. I was wandering the castle while I was talking, and I found a room full of mannequins and fancy clothes, and I thought it was a group of people at first, and I'm not making this any better. Whatever. Whatever. I'm a wimp. I don't care. Hmm. Scout didn't really get to check out this place before we decided to camp out, so I'm... I'm going to try and be brave and check out the castle by myself. The only thing I ran into was some mannequins and never found any secret passages, and ghosts aren't real. Update. Found out that we are not staying in the nicest bedroom. Not even the second nicest bedroom. I have found two other bedrooms on the second floor that are way nicer. This one has a massive stained glass window. And the other has stars on the ceiling and a four-poster bed. When I said I wanted to live in a castle, I was not kidding. Still, no ghosts. Update. I have found a library. Not as cool as the one in Beauty and the Beast, but still a library in a castle. I pulled every single book and didn't find any secret passages. I'm serious. I'm going to find those secret passages. And I pulled every single book. Update. I found the dining room and it's got the coolest maroon walls and... I am broadcasting from Michigan, and hello, this is Volcano Update, this is the Vol- Is anyone even listening to this? Thank you for listening to the After Disaster Broadcast. 
This was written and produced by J.J. Ronvier, with editing help from Monty Mangerpan and Faras Alexander. The voice of Joe Prendergast is J.J. Ronvier. The voice of Park Ranger Dave is Faras Alexander. The outro person is me, Caitlin Robb. Our technical engineer is Colin Bodier. This episode is genuinely dedicated to J.J.'s dad, Timothy Davis-Reed, for his never-ending support, his actual good dad jokes, and getting her into this theater nonsense in the first place. This is your fault. Enjoyed the podcast? So did we. Leave us a nice review on iTunes. It really helps. In return, email us at theafterdisasterbroadcast at gmail.com that you did, and we will send you one of our red stickers as a thank you. Not a bribe, just encouragement. To support Joe and her journey to Chicago, please check us out at patreon.com slash theafterdisasterbroadcast, where you can get bonus content for supporting us with your money. For more on the broadcast and surviving the apocalypse, check us out on Twitter at AfterDisasterBC, or on any media that makes you feel social in this wasteland. And now, we leave you with this. Survival tip. Travel light. Leave all unnecessary baggage at home, such as heavy books and lingering feelings for your ex.